What's up, everybody? This is Judith. I hope you're listening to my love. Uh, you know, schedule's busy today. Just wanted to pop on and say, listen, somebody is after Joe Rogan's bag. You know, I mean, following the... I, I really don't care about the COVID misinformation. If you, Podcasts are designed to entertain people. And people have a choice. So I think the real issue is why are people thinking Joe Rogan knows more than CNN or CBS or any of the news outlets that are disseminating information? Um, And, you know, I don't want to hear about legitimacy of podcasts for information because I see a lot of news broadcasts using TikTok as a source for stories like, oh, look at the, you know, a feel good story or you know, something that blew up on TikTok, then they want to go talk to that person. So, I mean, all of these areas are getting fused together. So, you know, if you are upset with his influence, that's one thing. But the content of his show is his business, which leads me to the NDRE. I saw the compilation, somebody sent it to me, and I get it. He uses the hard ER. He's not trying to appropriate he is not trying to be down. He is uh, using the hard ER in that compilation. And the N-word is something I was raised to not say. I am offended by it always. Even when black people are saying it, I don't want anyone saying it to me or at me. It is a harsh, horrible word with a harsh, horrible sentence, uh, sentence harsh, horrible history. So when people who uh, are supposed to be so woke and and down for the culture, use the word, you already lost me. It means you don't care about our culture. I mean, I've seen some strange shit lately. I mean, Joe Rogan is just the tip of the iceberg. I've seen black on black (laughs) heinous behavior, and it's been horrible. You know, no empathy, no grace, just, you know, you coming for me, so I I don't care what happens to you kind of mentality and that's what a lot of black people have which is not what the point was but it does frustrate me but um yeah I you know I can't defend that it's indefensible I don't know what Joe was doing or thinking or the context because I don't watch his podcast I'm, I'm not believe it or not I'm not really that big of a fan of the Joe Rogan show I've seen some of his interviews I think his style is interesting um And as a person who does a stream of conscious, just kind of talking off the top of my head, you know, and he's he's way more into getting the details right than I am. I don't have a staff sitting there with a laptop to quantify everything I'm saying. Sometimes I get the numbers wrong, but, you know, I, I may be in the ballpark of what we're talking about, but I don't go around trying to disseminate wrong things just like he doesn't. But, I mean, there's no way to defend the N-word compilation and why it would come up. You know, I know he's from Boston. Uh, There's never been any good news about race relations coming out of Boston as far as in my lifetime. So I know I did enjoy the hell out of Martha's Vineyard, and it was very chill and relaxed. But Boston itself, Boston proper, was not. And I've been there many times. I like it, and the people were nice. But there is a frigid kind of sensibility there, and uh, which is weird. So I think I I went to, uh, gosh, there was some part that uh, I went to that I think Frederick Douglass used to live there or something. It was deep. Anyway, 
there's there's an example of me not having all the details but anyway anyway my point is I can't defend the n-word from Joe and I don't want to I'm not that big of a fan I'm just saying he's not really the problem when it comes to misinformation about COVID um clearly we need to reestablish trust from our you know new sources because all you guys are sold out we all know everything's a scam now so nobody trusts anything people are pissed at facebook meta is tanking and i truthfully if it turned into a black hole and went away i would be okay i don't need facebook i mean you know if you if you love me and want to be in my life we have each other's information outside of Facebook. I'm rarely on Facebook for any amount of time. Anyway, um, I've built businesses and brands on there and it's, it's all right. I don't know how, if it's ever translated into sales cause I'm not that deep into Facebook. I know that I can glean a lot of information cause Facebook's business model is basically, uh, get as much information on people as you possibly can and then exploit that, sell them things. You know, when I create ads, I was like, damn, this is very specific. <laughs> you know, girls who went to the mall in the last 24 hours who also listened to Justin Bieber, but like Wu-Tang Clan. You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, that's a lot. But anyway, I uh, I, I don't want to defend uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, you know, he's a comedian. He is not a... Uh, somebody I would take medical advice from so that would really wasn't a problem but I am black and it's black history month and you know I can't rock with nobody who got a, a compilation of using the hard ER in work uh just back to back to back like that was horrible and you know I'm not offended or mad it just is what it is I'm not surprised either uh you know you got that many hours of yourself talking on tape. People are going to find things that they don't like and come back. And sometimes you can be like, yo, y'all are just never happy or nitpicking. But that one is particularly heinous. There's no reason ever for a white guy to just be going on about uh, Planet of the Apes. And, and I've actually heard a black person say that and it was offensive. I was offended when he was like, yeah, I just it was like Planet of the Apes. What are you talking about? Yeah, you ever been to North City? And that was a black man. And it was offensive to me. So I can't imagine, you know, if I was sitting there talking to Joe Rogan and he was talking like that, you know, and people show you who they are. You know, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the context because I don't listen to a show like that. But somebody wants your bag, bruh. Somebody is like, yeah, Spotify, this is who you give $100 million to. Listen, my podcast may not be the best and it may not be perfect. And I don't need $100 million. I would gladly be a featured podcaster for you. And I guarantee you, controversies won't be like this. I mean, it's who... And I think that's where it gets frustrating. Because you watch over and over again. It's who people get... Who gets lifted up. You know, when there are other people out here. And there probably are podcasts that, you know, way more popular than mine. That would also be less offensive than Joe Rogan. But they don't care about what he says. They care about how many people are are listening to his show. They want that audience. And they want you to exclusively be on Spotify. And so I get their their strategy a little bit. But what's frustrating with Spotify is they took a a format that I liked in in, uh, Anchor and just turned it into this kind of hard, cold machine. 
you can't hardly find the people that you used to rock with when you first started. Like there was just a network of other podcasters. We listened to each other's podcasts. We gave each other feedback and support. And like Spotify came in and like, like blew all of that up. And so it's obvious they don't care about what he's saying. It's obvious they don't want to uplift folks. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'll get all these Black History Month messages from Spotify amplifying Black voices, but you're not amplifying Black voices 365. If you elevate Joe and leave somebody like me, uh, you know, hard to find on Spotify. I don't have a lot of listeners on Spotify. Uh, My stuff gets buried because it's, you know, that there's an algorithm there that my podcast (laughs) doesn't fit. But I'm telling you, people listen to this to this podcast. You know, uh, we're cruising towards 53,000 downloads, which ain't Joe Rogan numbers, but it ain't bad either. Because I have promoted this maybe 15 seconds out of my life. <laughs> I've spent very little time promoting this podcast. So it's just growing on its own. And you know why? Because it's honest. And maybe Joe's honest. Maybe he just don't like black people. Or maybe he just loves using the N-word. People tell you who they are. You get to decide if that's what you want to be a part of. And I respect NDRE. Uh, you know, I am a fan. But until until bigger artists that are more contemporary, like certainly she's more contemporary than Neil Young and Joni Mitchell. But, you know, if Drake and Kanye and the Baby. And all these people, I probably have never heard any of their songs because they're popular, but I don't know who they are. If those people aren't coming off the platform, uh, Spotify is going to keep rolling with this dude. But I, you know, it's hard not to be offensive, uh, not to be uh, offended by that. You know, I'm not offended because I'm not easily offended and I'm not surprised. But that that is not what I would want my flagship podcaster to be known for. And uh People want his bag. And I'm not going to lie, Joe, I'll take your bag. <laughs> I will gladly take that contract. And uh, people will be entertained and informed and offended, but in different ways. You can be cutting edge without being a fucking racist. And I don't care what anybody says. You can't just roll that word off your tongue and not be racist. And that includes you, black people, because some of y'all hate yourselves and you hate people who look like you. And that confuses a middle-aged white man like Joe Rogan. (laughs) Well, if they can say it, I can say it too. They hate themselves. I can hate them too. Okay. We watching you. And I, hey, I don't know you, Joe, but somebody wants your bag. And they want it bad. It's not me. I'll take it. But I'm not coming for you like that. I can't wait to see what the next controversy is because you know it's around the corner.